Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. And this week, we have special guest Chris Taylor with us. Hi, I'm Chris Taylor, and I write things. For real now. <laughs> See, everyone listened, and now, uh, yeah, it's real. It's, it's real. It's real. It's out in the universe, so I gotta. So we are now on minute five, uh, which begins when we hear the two characters negotiating with each other. Who gets to talk with Jane, the annoying real estate agent? And it ends with an, an interesting look on Gina Davis's face. Who is calling? We never find out. Yes, the phone that was ringing in the previous scene is never answered. Yeah, and especially because in this minute they point out whenever Jane does get to the house, like in that minute, like one of the first things Barbara says to her is, it is 6.45 in the morning. So a better question, one, who is up voluntarily on vacation at 6.45 in the morning? Two, who's calling you at 6.45 in the morning? <laughs> Precisely. So maybe it was Jane. I th- I'm going to decide Jane actually had like a mobile phone like at that early because she was, I don't know, she's a business lady. Maybe she did. Princess phone. Or could they have been in a different time zone from the New York people, and the New York people were calling, but see, the real estate agent people had not yet told them. Are they from New England? Uh, This is in Connecticut, so... Connecticut? Connecticut, yes. I pronounced the C. I pronounced the C. So my theory about time zones is totally wasted. (laughs) Well, I I think it could have been Jane on, like, a mobile phone. Mm. You know, one of those early ones, like the big ones that, like, Zach had in Saved by the Bell. And, uh, <laughs> and actually calling to be like, hey, I'm heading over. And then, and then she's there. Yeah, exactly. and then she's there. You know? <laughs> or she just drives like a bat out of hell, maybe. Like she called to tell him she was on her way and actually was there in the time the phone was ringing. I was going to say, you had an interesting idea. So if they had answered the phone and they took that extra little time, would everything have still... Or even not even that. What if Jane had come one time more or one time less? Because like... Adam says it's your turn to Barbara. Like, it's Barbara's turn to deal with him. Mm-hmm. If Adam would have dealt with her, instead, he would have had to go talk to her, wasted that few minutes or whatever, before he got to his model and realized he needed to go to the hardware store. Mm-hmm. That could have saved... Jane was the whole reason they died. Spoilers. They died. <laughs> it, it's all Jane's fault. Oh, Thanks, Jane. Spoils oh. <laughs> See, I thought he was climbing into a closet when he ran away, but apparently... <laughs> Climbing to and back up to the attic because okay. they go down the stairs. Well, and no, he's going down to the basement. Yeah, yeah because he's, oh. he's got that's where he stores his supplies. You just thought he was running away from yeah. her. Okay, I need to rewatch minute well, six. Yeah, you'll oh. you'll see he's in the basement like minute six or seven because <laughs> she talks to him too briefly. But yeah, it, it's it's the basement. He's got he's got stuff hidden everywhere. Probably more wallpaper gifts hidden down below in too. In the basement. In the basement. You guys, I will have watched the entire movie again by the time we get back to minute six. <laughs> Um, uh, because we have homework. not covered a whole lot of this part um, of, of like camera movements and such, mm. I feel like just throwing this little filmmaker thing out there. Mm. I like that instead of like a static shot of them, a static camera shot while they're like running 
running, 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 and then running, running, running down the stairs, and then mm-hmm. running, running, kiss, and then running, running, running into the kitchen. The camera also follows them with very jaunty music, and I think mm-hmm. that just adds a little bit of happiness to it. It's, it makes you like them. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, is that you, if, if you didn't like these characters, you wouldn't be sad. Exactly. That they die, you know, you'd be like, I don't, I don't know why I'm watching the rest of this movie. So the camera movement like, makes you like them. Yes, everything. <laughs> you know, everything's designed to make you like them, so that it stays on them, it follows them. And you're like, yeah, we're following these people. They're having a good day until they see this realtor lady who ruins their lives. But you know, yeah, everything's like designed to kind of make you be like, I like these people. I want to spend the, the rest of my life with these people. You mm-hmm. know. And then you find out what Alec Baldwin's like later on, and you're like, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> very shouty. <laughs> well, we're going to follow the next 92 minutes. Wait, what's 92 minus 5? 87. 87 minutes. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <Too bad>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and another random thing when I was looking at this minute. So they, someone drinks Minute Maid orange juice and leaves the carton on the counter without putting it back in the refrigerator. So is that like... A really fast product placement moment. I would say maybe. Do but you drink orange juice and not put it back into the refrigerator? No, but, but I'm trying to think of like what kind of weather they have. Maybe it's okay to well, leave it out for a few minutes. Uh, and it is 6:45. I know at, if I was up for some reason at 6:45 in the morning on vacation, like I like orange juice. I probably would have left it out because I drink orange juice like like fast, like Kevin Bacon and Stir of Echoes fast. So, you know, I, so I would have probably left it out just because I'd be like, okay, I'm going to refill this in like 30 mm-hmm. seconds. So, but um, it might have actually been product placement because I know there's a shot of an orange juice carton later on in the movie. Oh. But I'm trying to remember if they actually have a brand on it. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. Like way, way later on in the movie. I hope it's not two different brands because wouldn't that then, be like then, uh... Yeah. <laughs> so how do you think that conversation went? Okay, so we want to put your uh, <laughs> your product in our movie. What's your movie about? Well, it's a ghost. It, it's Mr. Mom is a ghost. You know, he's a bio exorcist. I I don't. Maybe, or maybe it was one of those things where Tim Burton, like they didn't ask for permission, mm-hmm. or like so Tim Burton or the set designer. Was like, let's put this in there. Why? Why are we going to do that? Because that way Minute Maid will send me a lot of free orange juice and I'd like me some Minute Maid orange juice. Wow, you that... went really southern there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you couldn't leave it out down here because, uh, ew. yeah, you... You would have to drink it really fast. Well, speaking, fast. Of, speaking of uh, production, the production designer, Bo Welch, was actually not Burton's first choice. He wanted Anton first, who is uh, now way more known for uh, Batman. Oh. Um, and a bunch of his other stuff, but uh, he had to do High Spirits, which oh, okay. uh, oh, with Gene Wilder and Mason. Yeah. I wonder if, like, obviously the fun part is when when the New York people come because they get to be really wild and crazy. The yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. But do they? What do they think about when they have to make the really normal house? Or they're like, ah, oh, I just want to get this part done so that I can get to the fun part later. Or do you think they really enjoy the contrast? I mean, I, I'm not working in that field, so I don't know. I bet specifically Bo Welsh was like, I can't wait to get to the part where the New Yorkers get here because then I get to meet my future wife. Because apparently he and Catherine O'Hara worked together for a while. Oh, I read that today. Oh. I don't know if that's true or not, but oh, that's what because wow. it's an IMDb trivia thing. I'm like, I don't know how much I trust you, IMDb. But it said that they met on the set of Beetlejuice, so that's kind of neat. That's that, cool. You yeah. Know, if they would, if he would have gotten his Batman guy, you yeah. know, Catherine O'Hara wouldn't have gotten Bo Welsh. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think it would be fun because I would think of it as like for designing a normal set. 
I would still be thinking of it as like, okay, what do I want this to look like? Or right. what do I think these people's homes would look like? Yeah. You know? that try to get into their very, yeah, they're very normal, loving people. Easter heads. eggs, like maybe some of the books he reads or mm-hmm. nods. He's got like Hunt for October or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he had it on the set and he looked at it and he was like, what's this? And he read it and he's like, I'm going to play this guy one day. Like that, that's what made him want to do it or something. <laughs> I want to be a CIA analyst. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> But yeah, the, yeah, just like I think that'd be fun, like putting little things, and it'd be awkward though whenever you have to point it out to the actors and be like, "See, remember this thing that you were in?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> I had a house payment right here." <laughs> so, um, all right. So, story-wise, we start off really light and fluffy, mm-hmm. and then we think there's a creature crawling on something. So, but oh wait, it's light and fluffy. That's just a little tiny spider. And then we've got, to them, oh, what's worse than Jane coming, you know. But then Jane describes it as, oh, there's a little New York family that wants to come in from the city and they want just a little peace and quiet. So if I had a choice at that moment between getting to know the New York people that we don't know as an audience member who wants a little peace and quiet and spending more time with... Jane, the real estate agent, who obviously annoys the crap out of the two lead characters, right now I'd probably be leaning towards the New York people because I don't know any better. Well, with me, I would actually be pretty close to being in barber shoes where I would be just so offended that this lady is trying to sell your house Mm -hmm. that you clearly want to stay in that I would be like, I would just be writing her off right away. She, She could say they're from... They're, they're Martians. They're Martians. They've come to Earth. They want to learn about Connecticut, and they want your house for it. I'd still be oh. like, I just tuned you out immediately as soon as you gave me a price on my house. I wasn't like, talking about mm-hmm. the characters. I was talking about audience people. Oh, no, that's what like, I mean. Is I would be, the audience I would be, But I would be in the same mindset. Like Because whenever I was rewatching it today, as soon as Jane came in uh-huh. and said that number, I was like, I hate you already. I, <laughs> you need to leave this movie. And so everything she was saying afterwards, I was like, this is like white noise to me. Go away. Yes. You know, I wouldn't have even heard the uh, about the New York couple. You know? mm-hmm. Right, right. And so, but, yeah. then, but then she inadvertently mentions the uh, the fact of the whole it's a big house for just you two oh, and we yes. go off of Gina Davis's look into the next minute but uh, that makes us hate that lady even more yeah because mm-hmm. it seems like there might have been some issues there mm-hmm. and Jane is just Jane's just too busy trying to raise a clone to and not think about you know what she's saying to people <laughs> I apparently really don't like Jane <laughs> It's very therapeutic for me. And she's like, such a major character. You <laughs> really but, dislike this which, really minor character. And I, I did notice that, okay, in the opening credits earlier on, mm. I can't remember the name of the actress that plays Jane. I think she was actually one of the ones that was listed as like one of the main ones. Mm-hmm. But then Glenn Shaddix, who plays mm. Otho, was listed with like four other people. I'm like, Otho oh, was definitely more in this Glenn. movie Glenn. you know, yeah. than, than, right. than Jane. She's yeah. more, he's more important than Jane is. Stupid That's Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jane. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> no, I, I just I think I'll Jane take, griping now. <laughs> I just think I'll take a lot of offense to that. Like somebody being like, "Hey, I found a buyer for your house. I'm I'm not selling my house. Why did you find a buyer for it? Yeah. Oh yeah, she's set up to be hated right, yeah, off, right off the bat. Yeah. I never even thought about hating her before until today. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great thing about watching a movie bit by minute. You, everything comes so much more intensely now. Mm-hmm. Well, that about wraps up minute number five. Yeah. Uh, we'll uh, take a break for the weekend and then come back next week with minute six. Thank you for listening. 
Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.